Sex Archie. Your home for... Sex? And Archie. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. This is a Riverdale recap podcast. And we are going to talk about Chapter 9, La Grande Illusion. uh, Written by James DeWill and directed by Lee Rose. And we have a lot to talk about. This is one of the most packed episodes. Like, we are in the final stretch. My 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 and phone memo thing, I ran out of characters. <laughs> I had to open another memo. <laughs> so without any further ado, we begin with yet again a Jughead Noir-esque narration. Yes. Uh, over a syrup tasting with the Blossom family back when Jason was alive from Oaken Casks. All right, I'm not an expert in the syrup game. But I'm willing to bet it looks nothing like a winery, which is what everything looks like. I assume everything's really sticky and kind of covered in dust because it's sticky. I'm pretty sure they use like aluminum vats, right? I'm not I'm not losing my mind. It's gotta be. It's not oak. I don't I don't know. I guess it depends. You like, don't age syrup. Are, you are just you, don't. Are you buying the like five dollar maple syrup or like the fifteen dollar maple syrup? Like, there's no angel's share of syrup. That's not the process. I don't buy maple syrup. I prefer the corn syrup in the log cabin (laughs) bottle. So I don't really know. Maybe there is, like, a maple syrup, like, level of, like, purity. But but the point of this and and all the other scenes that that flash in this montage is that syrup is the tie that binds. It it is the foundation of everyone's lives. And so... Big business of the city. It, it, everyone consumes the blossom syrup by the bucket. Uh, we, we even see Alice Cooper throwing an empty bottle out. Like, she, she will hate those blossoms with all of her hate, but it's still pretty good syrup. She's got to admit you gotta that. get your syrup somehow. Yeah. And who will inherit the business? There's this Aww. ominous shot of a whole lot of black cars and limousines driving up to Thornhill. Yep. We, we are with Betty and Jughead in mm-hmm. Betty's bedroom, and she just doesn't understand. Like, Polly won't return her phone calls. Polly won't talk to her. She's like, I didn't betray Polly. I don't understand. What did I do? And they're going to smooch, but then Alice. They smooch a little bit. They, they like, go, like, mm, and then, like, she busts down the door. <laughs> and uh, she is going crazy about how she's going to write about the blossoms and she's gonna take down their vampire clan or whatever <laughs> their clan and then she called them vampires no, she, she said the board members are descending like a cabal of vampires that's what it was but she did also refer to them as a clan because they're they're so good at online gaming yeah yeah yes yeah. so clan two represents. she's just gonna take them all down she's gonna write about them she's gonna investigate them and and they're going down they're gonna be paid back for what they did <laughs> Meanwhile, in the lodge home over mm-hmm. breakfast, Hermione is doing one of those fine life lessons that I'm sure her mother taught her, mm-hmm. uh, how to lie to lawyers. Yes. <laughs> it's not really that they have to lie, but they might just need to, like, fudge the truth a little bit. You know. You know, like you do. So the main thrust <laughs> of the scene, though, is that in the conversation that comes up, 
uh, Veronica finds out that the thugs were probably hired by Papa, mm-hmm. her Papa, instead of Cheryl's Papa. Yes. <laughs> and so then, then she puts her foot down and is like, okay, you got to tell Fred uh, who owns the land he's working on mm-hmm. or else it's going to blow up in your face. And who sent the, the ruffians to beat up teens. Ruffians or, and thugs. Or else that's really going to blow up. And, and so it's a very tense moment. And their apartment is named too, and I don't get it that. It is. It is. It. Bah. Well, the building is. Bah. It's a very fancy building. So then Cheryl comes up to Archie mm-hmm. and uh, tells him about how it's the official start of maple syrup season. Archie was and not aware of this, living in Maple Syrup City, USA. It is. It is time for their annual tr- tree tapping ceremony. It's very important. It's very important, and she needs a date. Uh, She gives the sob story about how Jason and her always did it together, and she can't do it alone. She needs Archie. She and Jason always did it Yeah, they always tap those trees. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He says no, he can't, because he has a girlfriend, and she storms off. It would be weird to date the evil person when you're already dating the nice music lady. Yeah. Not even the mean music lady, the well, nice I mean, you music lady. You can't tap trees with someone else. No. You can't, you can't go tapping she that. She would get upset if you tap that, yes. Do not tap that. So then uh, we are in uh, one of their classes and Ethel, Ethel is Ethel's back. back. Big Ethel is back. Beep, beep, beep. And, Ethel um, alarm. She is reading a poem that is sending off a lot of like warning cues. I was sure that this was like an Emily Dickinson thing, but apparently she wrote it herself. Yeah. And it trades in a lot of the same death imagery for sure. So uh, after class, Veronica goes up to Ethel and is all like, you know, that was a very moving poem. So um, let me just pry into your private life. Are, are you okay? Are, are you good? Let me just be real nosy. And Ethel admits that things aren't great. Things aren't great at home. And she's like, well, you know what? You need some cheering up. Come over to my place. We're going to have a pampering girls time. Kevin will be there, too. It'll be great. Kevin is, again, a puppy dog. Like, and, yeah, and, okay. And then Kevin's like, wait, what is going on? But also, thank you. <laughs> and Veronica comes, tells him about how back home, she and her friend... They, they were super bullies. They were super bitches. They forced a girl to drink gutter water. And she keeps talking and talking. Kevin's like, wait, you drove a girl to suicide? No, she just transferred schools. But still, like, it's sort of consistent that that is the one line the show won't cross. They'll walk right up to it. And we'll come back to this point later. Yes. But never quite quite gets there. Yeah. So Veronica's just very like, she's like, I want to be a better person. I'm very worried about cries for help Mm -hmm. and I will not let them be avoided now. And that was a cry for help. She's just trying to atone for her past sins. Yes. She's the silver surfer of Riverdale. (laughs) Then Mrs. Blossom just shows up at the school as Archie's like drinking from the water fountain in his gym clothes. Don't you have a job, lady? And it was all like, I was just about to get the principal to summon you. She calls him Archibald. Archibald. (laughs) Is that even, like, his name? She thinks so. I would love it if, like, that that's not what Archie's short for. Like, his name is literally Archie, or it's short for, like, something completely different. It's short for archery. Archery? His name, his name is Archer. They yeah. call him Archie. 
she's all like, did you know that Cheryl's uncle sits on the board? Mm. Of, of this fancy music school. Yes. Oh, we can get you in. You know, Cheryl needs a date. And that's a also, weird line about when the light hits him just right. And then she says nothing else. When the light just hits you just right. I think that Mother Blossom needs to be in more scenes because I need to hear you audition for the weird stepmother from uh, um, Pride and Prejudice more. When the light just hits you just right, the uncle. Yeah, you, that's that's how you would play that lady that dresses down Elizabeth at the ends. Judy Dench's. I'm talking part? about Judy Dench's part, yes. But she's much more huffy fluffy, not so like. Ooh, yeah, she's yeah. more like. I do declare. Well, that's but, what Judy Dench but, but does. Like, it. I'm British. talking about how you do it. How I do it, I should. So we're talking more, much more like. It's a very comic Pride and Prejudice. Older Pride and Prejudice, that one that has the, the Mrs. Bennett. That's just amazing. Yes. You, you know what one you saw? Like, I know the one. one. It's yeah. the it's the one on TCM. Yeah, yeah, that one's great. So yeah, I'd fit in with that one. <laughs> that would be good. I'd be Mr. Bingley, Pride and Prejudice, and Syrup. That'd be new. So so, <laughs> so we, anyways, we catch up with the obligatory lounge scene. Yes, yes, the uh, and lounge. and the only topic of conversation is Archie's proposition uh, mm-hmm. to to be this tapping date. Yeah, the, the, so I, the my, cast is pretty evenly split. Yes, so, yeah, they're they're kind of like, oh, that's great. Yeah, take advantage. Other people are like, um, so you're cool with being a gigolo now? Jughead's hard against it for matter for reasons of integrity. Thank you, Jughead, for calling him a gigolo. Uh, Betty is like, yeah, we need eyes inside that house. Good going, Arch. Go talk to Polly for me. <laughs> and uh, Veronica's like, yeah, you need connections to get ahead in this world. Don't I know it? But you got to pick them carefully. Don't do this. <laughs> and Kevin's like, fancy party. Hell yes. Fancy. I read my kids, uh, the elephant and piggy, I'm going to a party today. Yeah. And, and one of the things is they have, well, what if it's a fancy? party are we fancy enough so uh anyway so archie agrees to do this and uh cheryl lets him know that when jason died she thought she tapped her last tree and if you thought we were being weird about making that a euphemism it's in there they did it it. and then it snows okay last episode jughead's like walking around in a tank top which was a great look but a tank top now there's it's just freaking snowing and people are like do i have to remind you that we are in a week that will be both 80 and 40 degrees this is true but people are wearing not proper winter clothing and they do talk about how winter comes early and i'm like you know what if you live in like upstate new york where all the maple syrup is that is not what you wear when it's snowing it is too freaking cold for that but we, we make it to this, the tapping ceremony. All the board members are there. Yes. Everyone is in lush red. Yes. Blossom red. Go and ahead. Mr. Blossom pulls out his scroll of syrup. <laughs> the sacred scroll for the sacred grove of uh, tapping trees. Mm-hmm. Sacred Grove is where uh, Power Rangers is set, actually. Yeah. We got some synergy. Uh, so then he makes a speech, and he talks about how Jason isn't there, and Cheryl comes forward to tap that. the tree. Yeah. She successfully taps that. She she successfully taps that, and Archie's even like, wow, good tapping that. He, he helped. He helped. 
He just held a bucket. He, he held, didn't the bu- held that he, much. He, he basically cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, so then we go over to the lodges where uh, they're having uh, Kevin and Betty and Ethel and, over. Yeah. And uh, Veronica's like, Ethel, you're not eating. And then Ethel just kind of vents her heart about how her parents are fighting. Her dad lost a lot of money and they're going to have to sell their house. And she's like, Betty sort of helps coax her out of it. Like, yeah, my parents are fighting a lot too. <laughs> and and Veronica reminds her, don't worry. Like, you, you still have your family and you have mm-hmm. your friends. And then somehow her name, her last name gets mentioned. And uh, Hermione is going to choke on her wine. <gasps> what? A mugs? Everybody knows everybody. They just don't know it. Yeah, somehow we dropped the third G. <laughs> what? Why would there be three Gs in mugs? They dropped the third G, but they kept the fourth and the fifth. Back at the syrup tapping, mm-hmm. uh, Archie uh, tries to talk to Polly, and Polly's like, don't worry, I'm fine. Yeah, and we see that she's in a fancy red jacket with a big beetle brooch. It's very Cheryl reminiscent. Mm-hmm. I love the costuming on this show. Uh, so then uh, Hermione Lodge uh, pulls Veronica aside and is all like, Ethel's dad invested with your dad. The Muggs family is going to testify against him. This is this is bad. Like, you can't be friends with her. They, and Veronica's, They lost all their money in our money crimes. And Veronica's like, you, maybe they should testify against him. <laughs> maybe they should. And I'm like, damn right, Veronica. Mm-hmm. Back at the the syrup tapping, they're they're going inside to warm their hands by the fire. Yes, and and two two uh, board members. Boards, I guess? They are totally family members, though. They have the same rare red hair. It is a family that business. Our, uh, Instagram people would say uh, they they are talking bad about Cheryl. Like three feet. Three of, feet in front of her. What? And Archie's just like, oh no! Don't you say that? She, Should you talk about her like that? She she's, she's this. She's that. She's great. Jason might have been on the field, but Cheryl was there every day cheering doing them just on. as much to win the games. Like Archie, no, sh- no. <laughs> we we know you support the cheerleaders, but they don't score points. All right, that's not how football works. I, There's a reason you're not the captain. I do love how she's just like, and she has a four point and, and she, she has, has a four point <laughs> Yeah. At the Andrews Construction Office, uh-huh. Hermione does come clean about both things. Like, oh, by the way, you're working on Lodge Land, and also those were Lodge thugs beating up your son's friend. And he's pissed. Yeah, like, I thought he was going to walk. Yeah. It's definitely up in the air whether well, th- this job is going to continue or not. And he, and he he tells her, like, you just you dragged me into a war mm-hmm. between the Lodges and the Blossoms. This is a war zone between the Lodges and the Blossoms and the Coopers and the Andrews are stuck in the middle, I guess. And the Mugs are the first casualties. Yes. So then uh, at the syrup tapping, uh, Mr. Blossom talks to Andrew or Archie. Archibald. Archibald and invites him to another event. And whenever he speaks, there's this creepy piano music that I love. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. It's and, it's atonal and weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this like fancy dinner and he's like, oh, well, I don't have anything to wear to that. Don't worry, my tailor will fit you a suit. <laughs> and and he's all like, no, no, no. And Cheryl's like, no, you're going to Archiekins. 
Archie is a gigolo. But he does go back to the Cooper kitchen uh-huh. and around the dining table tells, uh, he tells them about the Blossom situation and, and he does this debrief because he's their eyes and ears. Yes. And they're amazed at this sort of split between the board that doesn't have any confidence in Cheryl. Means the Blossom Empire is crumbling. And this is going to be the core of Alice's expose. And Alice is also obsessed with the fact that Polly has betrayed them. Oh, yeah. She's having a big hard time with that. Jughead and Betty go up to Cheryl and ask for a word. Uh, They want to use Cheryl to pass a message along to Polly because Betty just got her sister back and she misses her and she's worried. Uh, And then Cheryl tells her, well, that we should be celebrating. And Polly found out she is having twins. Grandma magic. Never doubt the grandma (laughs) magic. Which Betty is very upset about this because Polly didn't call her to tell her. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, can can you give her a message? And Cheryl's all like, I'll give her the message if I can remember. And Jughead gets very upset about this. And then Cheryl calls him a hobo. Which is like <laughs> three weeks out of date. Come on. He, he's got, he's not live. he's got a place to live now. In, in the end, she promises to relay the message, but... Quote, no promises that she'll care or respond. (laughs) Oh, you're the worst. Yep. Back at Veronica's place. Veronica has like cleaned out her closet and she's all like, Ethel, I have all these things that I don't, I don't want anymore. (laughs) And I feel like some of these would be so good for you. You're broke now. Have my hand-me-downs. She goes on about how like a lot of this stuff is stuff that her dad gave her because he would like just give her gifts to say sorry Mm -hmm. including her pearls which she still wears always wears um and ethel's like you don't have to give me anything also this is patronizing i wish she would have said that but she didn't she seemed kind of happy yeah (laughs) like in a way it was kind of weird but at the same time like it doesn't seem like Ethel has a lot of friends. That's true. And, and it seems like... It, the Archie story is the one about integrity. We, we can't be crossing over too much, I guess. Well, and Veronica is the person who realized that something was up with Ethel. Yeah. So I, I think, if anything, she, she's just happy that someone reached out, even <laughs> if it's a little strange. But yeah, so she's like, we just, I just want us to be friends. Uh, so then uh, Cheryl shows up at the Andrews household. Tells Fred that he's looking extremely dilfy today. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jughead says, uh, calls her the ice, ice woman, mm-hmm. which is very accurate. And Cheryl just comes with like a really expensive guitar. And An just 83 like, Les Paul, to be yeah, precise. Here, here you go. Okay, I'm going to go now because my claustrophobia is acting up. It does that in small houses. My God, this girl. <laughs> I love to hate her. She's the best. Small house claustrophobia. (laughs) And you know what? Their house is five times the size of our apartment, (laughs) if not more. Yeah, Uh, but it doesn't have all the walls since it is a TV set and all. We don't even have all the walls. (laughs) Jughead and Fred are not very uh, fond of what's happening here. No, no, no. And and Jughead straight up calls him out that he's just pimping himself out to Cheryl. It's good work if you can get it. Like, uh, we're not judging here. Fred Andrews straight up says they are using you. He is not happy with what his son's doing, and he just kind of lays it out and leaves. And they all, they both just stare at Archie in like a disapproving way. And he's all like, look at my guitar! (laughs) It's so cool, you guys! 
pimp being yourself out. So, uh, meanwhile, Alice has finished her expose and mm-hmm. walks down to the newspaper office to deliver it. With Betty. With Betty. And they see Hal, Father Cooper, mm-hmm. because they work together at the paper. And uh, she's like, bam, look at this. Page one, motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> she's like, well, I don't need your permission. And she goes to log in and someone changed the password. By the way, wife, you're fired. Our relationship is dead now. So then she and Betty leave and she starts to go, but then she stops. She just picks up this giant brick rock thing off the ground and chucks it at the front glass door and screams that she wants her daughter back, you bastard. And Betty just stares on like, what do you do? What do you do to that? You go, yeah, basically. Oh, Betty. Oh, Betty. Mm-hmm. I care some. She cares. I care yeah. about her caring. So then Archie's getting fitted for his suit with Mr. Blossom. It's and really weird that the girlfriend who bought you's dad is watching you stand around with no pants on. Is that and, an awkward situation? And he's like, Mr. Blossom, can I talk to you in my boxers? And socks? He ain't even wearing shoes. I'd feel more comfortable with shoes. <laughs> I mean, they, they're like sewing it to his body. Did you see that jacket? It's true. He slept. There's no way to take it off. Yeah. It's, he's entirely sealed in. So uh, he's all like, Mr. Blossom, can I talk to you? Instead of giving me, doing the music program for me, can you can you help my dad instead? I would like to change my asking price because I am a boyfriend for sale. Yes. And, and Mr. Blossom's all like, oh, well, Jason would have never done that for me, huff-luff-luff. Because my family's a monster house. It's full of awful monsters. Yeah. Uh, so then Betty's freaking out to Jughead that mm-hmm. everything's falling apart. And Jughead gives her a really nice pep talk. Yeah, because she's the strong one. She's holding her family together. And as long as she's around, her family might be splintering, but it will not break. And she can't give up hope. Yeah. She can do it. But even if a family is small and may be broken, it's still good. Uh-huh. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Lilo and Stitch. Can I say bye now? <laughs> Do your stitch. Do your stitch. That's so proper. <laughs> so good. It's so good. We have a short scene with Valerie. Uh-huh. We, we've heard a lot about Valerie. Like, oh, yeah, she's fine if I go to the syrup tapping. Yeah. But like, now oh, she, I asked her. She's okay with it. But now she finally shows up. I'm like, hey, Cheryl was just rubbing my nose and how she bought my boyfriend from me. So we're not cool anymore. Goodbye. Yeah. And she's all like, they're buying you. And he's like, oh, they're going to get me into the music program. He's like, wouldn't you rather earn that on your own? He's like, what would you do if they're doing this? She's like, if you have to ask me, you don't know me, you freaking idiot. Valerie, you have to understand, last time a real musician talked to Archie about his songwriting, he was basically thrown out. (laughs) (laughs) That guy hated him. So then we're in the school and Kevin comes up to Veronica and tells her that that Ethel's dad tried to commit suicide. It's it's like a bomb went off in Saving Private Ryan. Like all she hears is her ears ringing and Kevin's voice is just a womp, womp, yeah. Womp. And she, she just she's in shock. She just runs away to the bathroom and cries and like rips off her she pearls. Tears off her papa pearls and they all fall apart. And Betty just comes in and and yeah. grabs her. Betty's holding together more than one family. Yeah. She does so much. 
Then we're at this fancy dinner. It could be, but it's not the awkward dinner scene I wanted. No. There's just too many people in it. It's and there wasn't actually that much dinner. They were only at the, a lot of it was leaving the table. So, cause like they're having dinner and, uh, Mr. Blossom wants a word with Archie. So he takes him away and he's like, I'm going to help your dad. And, uh, Archie's like, you know, I'm happy to be here. You guys don't have to keep giving me offers. Like, I'm just glad to be here for Cheryl. And then, uh, Father Blossom just lays down the weirdest fucking shit. You? Let me tell you, Archibald, the the entire board thinks my daughter is a ridiculous moron who couldn't tie her shoes together, much less be involved in the company. Uh, they're very worried about us eventually giving it to a 17-year-old, and I think that's unfair, because I'm also a fool. Uh, but seeing you, a nice, sturdy 15-year-old by her <laughs> side, has really instilled a lot of confidence, and, and this is a great help. What the fuck? Yeah. Is this what rich people are like? You're monsters. I hate you. I, I'd like it if someone gave me $3 million for that fancy house down the street. <laughs> They'd be cool then. I'm two times as old as the kind of people rich people are very interested in. Then Polly comes over and is like, oh, Archie, like, be the first one to dance with me. And he's all trying to talk to her. Don't stop like, dancing. Don't, don't, don't stop smiling. Smile. Smile. Dance. Dance. You need it. You need to have Polly or you need to have Betty. Stop. Asking about me. I am investigating stuff. I know that it's something to do with Jason's death. I'm going to find out what it is. She's Leave in, me alone. She's in deep cover. She's an embedded agent. She is spying. But then Archie sees that Cheryl's arguing with her dad and mm -hmm. she like runs off. So he runs off after her. They have a pool smooch. Yes. They end up having uh, a pool smooch after she's all like, he said, I'm a train wreck, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Yeah. My family hates me. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they got reason. So, so yeah, she smooches him and he's all like, what you doing? And she's like, my lips are sweet because I have maple red lipstick. Oh, yeah. What? Why would you make that? Who would buy that? Is that from CoverGirl? And They've Archie, lost their minds. And Archie's like, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. And he, he goes to run away. Uh, and he overhears the Blossom parents with a plan about the land and about jail. Yeah, they're they're discussing this this uh, the the drive-in land, mm -hmm. and, and they're talking about Hermione Lodge's involvement in trying to keep it uh, for the secret buyer, who they still don't know who it is. Yeah. And so uh, Mother Blossom jokes, "Ha! Maybe we should have put her in jail instead of her husband." What? Yeah. And Archie's going to leave, and Cheryl's all like, you can't do this if you leave. The sun will stop shining on you, and and you want things from my family. That's why you are here, and... You're no better than the rest of them. Yeah. Uh, and then meanwhile, during this, Veronica and Betty go to the hospital mm -hmm. uh, with, with some flowers, and they run into Ethel and her mom, and they give the flowers. And as they're going to leave, Veronica just... Feels like she has to come clean because apparently no one knows who anyone is. No one has the entire picture but Veronica. She's all like, I'm Veronica Lodge and, and my father's Hiram Lodge. Which, shouldn't people know that? Ethel knew that she's Veronica Lodge, the daughter of Hiram Lodge. Yeah. But she didn't know that the Lodge family ruined her family. Yeah, but I guess I don't get why. Meanwhile, her mom had the other half of the information, and so that's why Mother Muggs goes off. But shouldn't, like, 
Mama Mugs know that as soon as she sees like Veronica because Veronica's like super known famous. by everyone. Yeah. That's the pro- thing I have a problem with. She's the one person in town who isn't reading Tiger Beat or wherever people yeah. get their teen news these days. Yeah. So so Mama Mugs gets really really pissed off and Ethel's like she she did, she's my friend. Did we mention that they're in the hospital because Ethel's father survived his attempt. He's recovering. Well, he's I gonna... said attempted suicide yeah, okay. before. He's going to be okay. He will be okay. And he has some lovely lilies to show for it, I guess. Lilies are... I associate lily, those type of like lilies with like funerals. They're not in great taste, no. <laughs> People also use those for weddings, and I well, never understand why. They're, they're Easter lilies. They're for rebirth. I guess those were Easter lilies. They just... It's white calla lilies mm-hmm. that... Are very funerally, but just like plain white lilies make me think of calla lilies, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Mrs. Muggs is all like, "Your father's ruining lives." Ethel's very upset, and so then Veronica goes home and she tells her mom that uh, Ethel's dad tried to kill himself because of what her father did, and she's like, "I'm not going to lie for him anymore. I am done lying for dad." Yeah. Good for you. Betty uh, goes to Alice mm-hmm. uh, and and with Jughead and tells her that Polly has been spying on the Blossoms. Uh, Polly did not betray them. Mm-hmm. And this is just the best thing Alice has ever heard. She, she breaks down into tears of pride that her daughter is a lying, sneaky spy. Yeah. <laughs> I finally raised you right. And then Jughead and Betty recruit Alice to the blue and gold. The school newspaper. Are they allowed to do that? Adult professional journalist Alice Cooper is now working I mean, for it doesn't, the blue and gold. It doesn't seem like anyone else writes for this paper except <laughs> the two of them so i guess they need some help i think they only published one issue and it was about the sticky maple <laughs> sticky maple <laughs> so Wait, uh the, jughead makes a crack that he thinks their annual operating budget is bigger than the riverdale registers and i'm like didn't you just take this paper out of mothballs and right? you have like 80s computers under plastic sheets how much like can they send some of that like school resource money to chicago I mean, we could use it. That so. is a deep, deep burn on that woman's livelihood, Jughead. Be nice. She's in a she's in a weakened place. So Archie uh, runs up to Valerie. He's, He's like, like hey. "You're right. I'm done with it. I, it was wrong. I had this fit of integrity. Are you serious about breaking up with me?" And she says, "Yes, you ass. You ignored me, and I won't be bought. <laughs> Bye." I'm like, "Yes, Valerie, you deserve better." Why is Archie going to be such a jerk? Stupid head. I mean, we've had a parade of everybody smooching Archie and then having their life improve afterward. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I guess Cheryl's life... This is the beginning of the Cheryl redemption arc. Now that she's kissed Archie, she can do better things. Yeah. So Hermione goes up to Fred and she's like, we'll get you out of this. And he's like, no, I will stay. I'm not doing it for you, but I'm, I'm going to do this. It will be legal. I get 20%. I'm not your pawn. And I'm not your smooch friend. No more kissing. This desk is only for paperwork and not bumping uglies. No more. Yeah. Yeah. And then Veronica goes up to Ethel the next day at school. And she's like, I'm I'm really sorry. And Ethel tells her, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't do this to my family. 
And Finally, someone believes that people are individuals yeah. and not clones of their parents. Yes, and she's like, and you were there for me when no one else was. And grab the seat next to me. No one's sitting there. Mm-hmm. Also, I sold all that jewelry you gave me, so we're doing better. Now. We can keep our house now. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and then Archie talks to Betty and Jughead. Clifford Blossom was responsible for sending a... Uh, or had something to do, he overheard this conversation, has something to do with sending Hiram to jail. And so maybe Hiram, uh, in order to, to get back at the Blossoms in, in this war of attrition, had something to do with Jason's death. Yeah. And then it cl- we close on Cheryl in her bedroom, taking a marker to Archie's face in a syrup tapping picture. Yes. And scratching it out. And then Polly pops her head a in. bright red marker. Yes. Naturally. And Polly pops her head in to say goodnight. And she says, goodnight, Pollykins. And then she just starts scratching Polly's face out, too. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's lost it. Cheryl's going to start killing people tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Cheryl is, I mean, we are in the final stretch. We're two-thirds of the way through the show. Yeah. Like, if you couldn't tell, <coughs> things are popping off. And Cheryl is going to be part of that in a huge way. And I'm so excited for my baby devil girl. <laughs> Cheryl is on on the verge of losing it. She's so unhinged. It's great. Oh, so unhinged. But that's the closing image and, mm-hmm. and uh, the closing monologue over it about how, you know, something had been unleashed that will cause a catastrophe to come. Yeah. We still haven't got the payoff of the catastrophe that came from uh, taking half the football squad off the football team. Yeah. I can't wait to see how that matters to anything ever. I guess, like, football season's over because no one ever goes to football practice. So, yeah, welcome to uh, the the home stretch of Riverdale. Winter has fallen. Yeah. So, let's talk about next week. Trailer time. This is trailer time. This is the best trailer I've ever seen. So, skip the next 30 seconds. It's... We just freak out a bit. It's Jughead's birthday. It's Jughead's birthday, and Archie is making him have a party. They have banging music with a fisheye lens, and there's a burger cake, and Jughead punches a fool. And Archie and a bunch of other dudes have no shirts on for some reason. But they do have a rubber pig mask. What the fuck is up? <laughs> and and then Archie's mom shows up. And it's Molly goddamn Ringwald. It's Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Oh, so many things. So many things. I just, ha- we had to get it out now because, like, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. I made notes about the trailer. Eee! Uh, so, yeah. So, now that we know what will happen, at least in uh-huh. some flashes, let's give our blind predictions anyway. Okay. I think that Cheryl is going to be shown to be, if not adopted, not both of her parents' child because uh-huh. she was wearing a bright green dress. And not red. Oh. I think that's a clue. Yeah. That was a hell of a neck plunge on that dress. Yeah. For a teenager. It had to have some little, like, skin-colored mesh to, like, keep it together so it wouldn't, Mm -hmm. like, just boobs. It was basically the the J-Lo dress, but with structure. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I think when Polly eventually has her twins, one's going to be red-haired and one's going to be blonde. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's a very important thing to know. Obviously, labor in the finale, along with re- the reveal of the murder. I think Alice Cooper and Jughead are going to have a little bonding moment at the blue and gold, mm-hmm. where where uh, 
she doesn't say Jughead with such disgust. Yeah, you think she's going to come around to the J-Man? Just for one episode, or just for one scene, and then she'll go back to not liking him. Okay. I think they're just going to have a little bonding moment while, like, writing the paper together, and and then it'll be over. I think the Coopers will get divorced, but it will improve their relationship. Yes. The, they'll uh, reconcile as business partners, but not partners' partners. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Well, I, Miss Grundy's going to come back. <laughs> she has to. She has to. I want more Weatherby. Yeah. It's not so much a prediction. I just want more Weatherby. That's more I want of a him request. to actually have like one storyline, please. That'd be nice. Season two, there's an episode that's just a day in the life of Kevin. Yeah. Season two is always when they do that sort of thing there's, in a show. There's not enough Kevin. Yeah. Like, as much of a jerk as his dad is about other things, I, I want to see, like, their relationship more. Like, I want to see them getting, like, brunch together, mm-hmm. talking about his boyfriend, but not really talking about his boyfriend because he can't know fully about his boyfriend. <laughs> Being like, when am I going to meet this boy? Never. Where's my boyfriend? Why doesn't he take his coat off? He's not taking his coat off. He just loves sleeves. Yeah. Uh, why are all of your dates that that I'm allowed to check in on picnics in the snow? I think there is going to be a big thing, like a, a big actual scene of Veronica having to uh, take a stand against her family. That Hi- That is going to be an actual thing. Hiram's going to get out. This is one of my old ones, but I still stand by it. And that's when that will happen. It will happen to his face. Yeah. Yes. And it will be the first thing she says to him. Yeah. <laughs> be good. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Jughead might actually eat a burger one of these days. He, he ate pizza today. He ate pizza. It's a start. Boy needs to eat a burger. Don't we all? All right. So I think that's predictions. Yeah. Now is the time in the show where uh, we look back to the source material for Riverdale. And uh, so, darling, mm-hmm. as our resident Archie Comics expert. Uh-huh. Why don't you tell us about the page-to-screen transition of one Fred Andrews? Well, boy, don't they look different. <laughs> All right, so so give us a physical description of comic book Fred Andrews, then. Uh, he, he has a dad belly. He's got a belly. He got a bald head. He doesn't work construction. He works what? in, like, an office. Yes. And he, he always wears, like, a shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a mustache? Does he have a mustache? Probably sometimes. I think he has a mustache. He he, he has like black hair mm-hmm. when he has hair. He, like, he's kind of bald, I think, too. He has like a little like Charlie Brown wisp. He's, he's got my dad's haircut. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of bald. He's got a little <laughs> bit of mustache. Uh, he's just very dad-like. <laughs> yes. Very dad-like. Um, he is not the uh, attractive brawny man he, yeah he's not the weather-blown hunk that that is luke perry in 2017 yeah he's not that <laughs> he's not that but okay uh, as sort of a personality though as a character what mm-hmm. is comic book fred andrews he uh is very caring mm-hmm. uh but he's also like so in the comics like archie is much more of a accident-prone, ridiculous situation type of screw-up. Yeah, he's a he's a clumsy he's boy. He's always getting into some type of trouble. Pratt falls and physical comedy and yeah. whatnot. And, and Fred Andrews has to deal with that. And there's a lot of like, Archie, what you doing? <laughs> that stupid boy of mine type thing. But uh, 
you know, having, having to deal with the outcome of those shenanigans. And then also, like, pep talking him with some life lesson type thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a way, that's still kind of the stuff we see, except without all the, like, Archie! More like, Archie, what are you yeah. doing? I, I think it's true that the Andrews boys are the most direct adaptations. Yeah. Uh, I think Fred even more than Archie. Yes. Well, because Archie in the comics is much has a lot more quirk, mm-hmm. like comic quirk that you can't put in this show. It's surprising how few jokes there are in this show that is itself a joke. Yes. Nobody cracks them. No. But yeah, I think Fred Andrews is like the closest like copy that we can get mm-hmm. of something. Um, they've just made him, you know, more attractive and stuff. He's relatable. He's un- an unconditionally loving father. Yeah. He's just that. He's a different version of a dad dad. <laughs> he's he's a dad dad. He's he's a rock that can be relied upon in Archie's life. Yes. Yes. And he, and he does, you know, what he needs to do for his family, mm-hmm. whether that be working late or getting someone out of a bind or whatever. But from story to story, he has his own quirks. Yes. He gets in trouble himself, as all yes. people do over 75 years of publication. Yes. <laughs> yep. I like those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Dads are people, too. I th- if I remember, well, because in the comic, but it's the usually parents about, are like, together. It's usually about very dadly things, like, oh, his his grill got out of control. Yeah. And the he lawnmower. Loves, he loves this giant TV so much. What? And there's sometimes <laughs> ones, what I was going to say, because they're... In the comics, the parents are still together. So there's a lot of stuff, I think, too, where he tries to do, do stuff for, like, Archie's mom. Mm-hmm. But it, like, well, I have this plan for our anniversary. And then, like, a bunch of things go wrong type of things like that. So, yeah, uh, Fred Andrews, pretty one-to-one. As yeah. close as you can get on this show. So there you go. Yeah. Just don't expect a, a sex symbol. <laughs> it's just a guy that looks like he has a bowling league. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time to get to uh, one of our other segments. So tell me, dear, what are those teens on Instagram up okay, to? Okay, well, I've got, a, I've got a couple to share. These aren't so much like theories, just like random mm-hmm. opinions. Uh, this one is, I really wish that someday Jughead will take off his signature beanie in one of the upcoming episodes. Fuck you, Instagram person. No. No. He was wearing that under the hard hat, and you'll never convince me otherwise. (laughs) From someone who's been reading Archie comics for a long time, I was slightly disappointed over the fact that Jughead wasn't a food addict. Just a little. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the show. You belong here. Yeah. I call water liquid Veronica because she's ice. No, (laughs) Veronica is kind and sweet. Veronica she can, is, like, sass people. She's stern and she's unstoppable, but she's not ice. Yeah. No. I don't understand Bughead. They haven't gone on a date yet. We didn't... We were together for, like, two months before we went on a date. Yeah, welcome to teens, you, teen. You, you can be in a relationship, especially as a teenager, without going on a date. They spend all of their available time together. And they smooch while doing it. What that, counts as a date, huh? Go. Huh? Let's define date. They're also teenagers. Where are they going to go? Taco Bell? Well, no. They go to Pops. I hope, because they don't have Taco Bell. Okay, this is the one. This is the big that one. That you're going to really like. 
I have a theory that Polly is actually Beyonce because they are both having twins and that would make Jason Blossom actually Jay-Z. So Jay-Z is going to get shot. R.I.P. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm down with this. That's the most like effortful ARG I've ever heard. And I, aside from having to kill Jay-Z, I support every part of this. Yeah. If there is a way for Jay-Z to survive his fatal shooting, I would want this to be true. Yeah. Yes. I, I do like the person who, like, posted this anonymous thing and was like, I don't know if they're joking or not. <laughs> are they, like, serious? Are these, are, what? They're very confused. Well, I think science has shown that every person who has twins is the same person. There's only one pair of twins in the world. Yeah. So it's yeah. just Beyonce going around having twins for everyone? Yes. Huh. Interesting. So I do like the picture they use for the <laughs> They're so happy. I'm Beyonce. <laughs> That's what's going on in that picture. I'm Beyonce. All right. So some quick announcements. For one, we are listed on uh, Google Play Music's podcast service thing. Woo! Which has so many words in the name. It, I don't like that. But you can find us there. and uh, We have at least one person who listens to us yep. that way now. That's all it takes is one request and... We just did it. Yeah. So if there's somewhere else you'd like us listed in addition to iTunes, Stitcher, here on SoundCloud, uh, let us know and we'll hook you up. Yeah. Speaking of all those places, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, etc., that would help quite a bit. It would. It would be good. And it just warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah. Which I need. I love those cockles of your heart. I, I really need them warmed now that winter has fallen. It's going to be like 70 degrees. It's syrup season in my heart. <laughs> Gotta tap those trees. That's where I keep the cockles after all. And another thing you could do is tell a friend. Yeah. Let people know. As a reminder, only a portion of our listeners actually watch the show. If you think someone would just enjoy the podcast, maybe because they just like funny stuff, or maybe because <laughs> they like the comics, or maybe because you've been trying to get them to watch the show. Send them our way. Yeah, we uh, tried to convince some friends of ours over brunch on Sunday. Yeah. They don't listen to anything we make, so... I've convinced several of my coworkers hey, to uh, right. tell us, and I don't know if they're listening, but they're all like, hmm, maybe I should uh, tune in. Hello, coworkers. I swear more on this show than I do in real life. <laughs> I swear about this much. <laughs> Uh, I've got two recommendations for the folks at home. Yeah. The first is uh, Riverdale issue number one. Uh, uh, for one of our bonus episodes, we uh, recapped the Riverdale one-shot, uh -huh. which wasn't that great. No. It had some good moments, especially in the second half, but as a whole, it's kind of there. Yeah. Our opinion, you may disagree. Now, Riverdale issue one, the beginning of the, the ongoing title, was really good. I haven't read it yet, you but I should. trust you. <laughs> I will read it very soon. It is two stories, one about Archie's hazing in uh, the football team, and the other is a Betty Sherrill story about uh, cheerleader hazing. Mm. And the, the Archie story is very good. The Betty Sherrill one is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely recommend that. Also... Uh, if you like hearing me talk about things I just watched, and since you made it to the end of another Sex Archie that suggests you probably do, you can listen to the latest Alka Hollywood episode where I join Clint and Jared to talk about Warcraft, the 2016 film adaptation 
of the the real time strategy video game Warcraft. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, Riverdale is way better than it. Way, way better. Yeah. Oh yes. All right then. I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And from us here at Sex Archie. Tapped my last tree. Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down with your Sugar. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please?